I was speaking with my junior high school buddy, Joanne, the other morning. We don't speak that often, but our conversations do tend to be at least an hour. Yes, this is the same Joanne I wrote about in Cancer Dancer. She told me about the support groups she belongs to. No, not Facebook groups, but Zoom groups that started out as in-person support groups and what she gets from them. I soon realized I've written pretty much only about the Facebook support groups. Well, it seems it's time to write about in-person or Zoom groups. Some of these support groups were solely in-person until the pandemic began, at which time they began offering Zoom meetings. Some offer both, in-person and Zoom meetings. As someone who is a loner, I wanted to know what I could tell my readers about the benefits of support groups. Mayo Clinic to the rescue. Benefits of participating in a support group may include feeling less lonely, isolated or judged, reducing distress, depression, anxiety or fatigue, talking openly and honestly about your feelings, improving skills to cope with challenges, staying motivated to manage chronic conditions or stick to treatment plans, gaining a sense of empowerment, control or hope, improving understanding of a disease and your own experience with it, getting practical feedback about treatment options, learning about health, economic or social resources. They do have a lot to offer. My buddy also mentioned how good she felt when another member of the support group said something like, as Joanne mentioned, she felt like she helped someone. I can see that. Photo by Tima Marashnachenko on Pexels.com. What about medical support groups? Are they different in any way? According to Help, Guide. When you're going through a challenging or traumatic time, family members and friends may sympathize, but they don't always know what to say or the best ways to help. Doctors and health professionals may sometimes offer minor emotional support, but their primary focus is always medical. Support groups develop to join people together who are dealing with similar difficult circumstances. That may be coping with a specific medical condition, such as cancer or dementia, a mental health issue like depression, anxiety, bereavement, or addiction, for example, or caring for a family member or friend facing such a problem. Whatever issues you or a loved one are facing, though, the best medicine can often be the voice of people who have walked in your shoes. A support group offers a safe place where you can get information that's practical, constructive, and helpful. You'll have the benefit of encouragement, and you'll learn more about coping with your problems through shared experiences. Hearing from others facing similar challenges can also make you feel less alone in your troubles. Hmm, maybe we should look at the different kinds of Zoom support groups now. By the way, I like the easily understood way study.com delineated these. Member-only slash self-help slash peer support groups. Some support groups do not have a professionally trained leader. These are called member-only, self-help, or peer support groups, there is usually no professionally trained leader. These support groups are beneficial because members can tell their own stories, listen to other people's stories, and support and provide advice or strategies for one another. Sometimes members of these groups may feel more free to honestly share their thoughts than people in groups with a professionally trained facilitator although this is not always the case. Professionally facilitated support groups. Professionally facilitated support groups are usually well organized and have a leader who is professionally trained to help members deal with the group's core issues. While the facilitator might or might not have personally experienced the issue at the core of the support group, they would be professionally trained and experienced in supporting people who are dealing with these issues. These support groups are beneficial because members can share their own experiences, listen to other people's experiences, provide support to one another, and receive professional advice and opinions about how to handle their particular issues. Members may also receive strategies to cope or improve from other group members. 
Some groups have leaders who have experienced the problem the group supports and who are professionally licensed to provide therapy to others. Members of a support group work together to help one another and to receive support. Online support groups. Online support groups may have a professionally trained leader, a leader who has experienced the issue, or no clear leader. These groups, like other support groups, can have any number of purposes. The benefits could be the same as in-person support groups, such as providing an outlet to express feelings, the chance to help others, the opportunity to get advice and coping techniques, and an increase in positive feelings. A unique benefit of online support groups is that people who live anywhere can join as can people who have physical disabilities that limit their mobility. Depending on the criteria involved in joining the online support group, one challenge could be making sure that members genuinely have the problem the support group was centered around. Online support groups that are not run effectively might be unmonitored, which could increase the chance of problems, rather than benefits, for members. However, overall, online support groups are effective tools for support. I think we should spend a little time on where to find these support groups. Of special interest to us would be those for chronic kidney disease, dialysis, and or transplant. A good place to start is the National Kidney Foundation. Their support group is asynchronous, meaning not all the members are online at the same time. You leave a comment or question, and other members answer when they can. The OP, or American Association of Kidney Patients, offers a list of online support groups by state. At last count, there were 11 different groups. Some of them were further specialized as to transplant, men only, and end-stage renal disease. Some even offered telephone entry to the group for those without computers. Urson Hope, the Renal Support Network, offers their own online support group. Many of the hospitals where you've been treated may also offer online support groups. Or you can ask your nephrologist if they can help you find one. Remember, if it's online, it doesn't have to be local. What do you say we all give Joanne a big thank you for suggesting today's topic. Until next week. Keep living your life.